Today marks the first week of bold predictions for each position group on the 2022 Bearcats football roster. First up, cornerbacks, a position featuring a massive turnover in both personnel and production. But I don't think that's a problem. I'll explain why on today's episode of Locked On Bearcats. Our Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. If you're watching on the on the Lockdown Bearcats YouTube channel, don't forget to subscribe. You can also like this video and share a comment. If you're downloading from an audio platform, whether that be Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast, you can download and you can also share a comment and give it a rating. All of that helps more Bearcats fans like you find this podcast. Alex Frank here, former sports director of Bearcats Media, the University of Cincinnati's student-run media organization, was sports director for three years, made a lot of connections with those in the athletic department and who those who cover the team professionally, called football and men's basketball games both home and away. And bringing all that experience here to Locked On Bearcats. It is the first Tuesday of the offseason of what I call Bold Prediction Tuesday. Thank you. On today's show, I'm going to give you five bold predictions of the first position group that we're going to look at on this UC football roster for the upcoming season. And that is cornerbacks. And as I mentioned off the top, it's a position that's going to lose a lot of personnel. It's going to lose a lot of production if you're talking about Sauce Gardner and Kobe Bryant, that is. But it's a position that I still think is going to be really good and I think is going to be a strength of this year's UC team. That was not a bold prediction I just made. So you look at the cornerback position. There are nine cornerbacks on this year's roster. There are three seniors, one graduate student, uh, one junior, and four sophomores. Compare that to last year, you had 11 cornerbacks. Only one senior, one graduate student, four juniors, including Sauce, one sophomore, four freshmen. So it is a little younger to me, given that you have four sophomores and only one. Actually, you really can't even say it's younger. Um, It's just interesting to me. See, I wrote little younger, but now I'm looking at it. And they have four sophomores this year. So I guess that's part of it. Only one junior, only three seniors. It's also not as deep as it was last year, given that there are two fewer corners on the roster. It also it also has, to me, a little more experience. Because I think you have a lot of players on in this position group who played behind so many great players, like Sauce, like Kobe Bryant, who are now just ready to come into their own. One guy in particular I'll get to in a minute, Justin Harris, I think is the is a prime example of that. We're finally going to get to see the full playing time of guys who have been behind these really good players for years. I'm talking for the last three years. I'm talking about Justin Harris. I'm talking about Arquan Bush. I'm talking about Taj Ward. And what's really cool about this cornerback class is eight of the nine corners hail from the state of Ohio. But you also have a lot of players who only have red shirt experience or even just high school experience. They don't even have red shirt experience. 
somebody or a combination of players is going to have to step up, and they're going to have to become this position's best player, like Sauce did in 2019. And this is the first time that someone's going to have to do that since Gardner did it in 2019. Now, what you do have working for you is this. If you're a corner, you have a really good coach, position coach, overseeing things. Kerry Combs. Now, remember, I said, as much as I loved the hire, I said that Kerry Combs was technically working his way down the ladder of success. You go from being a defensive coordinator at Ohio State to being a positions coach at Cincinnati. But at the same time, if we're talking about, and I've talked about this on my show before, and I firmly believe it, if the talent gap is closing between Cincinnati and that school up I-71 North, if the talent gap is closing, is it really a step down for Kerry Combs? I don't think it is. Kerry Combs has coached at Cincinnati before. He has coached in Cincinnati at the college and high school level for the better part of two decades. And if, like I said, if the talent bridge is closing, is it really a step down? Now, I understand Gary Combs got, you don't have to give up play calling last year, but that doesn't mean he can't coach. It most certainly doesn't mean that. Here's a head coach from Cincinnati who climbed the coaching ranks to all the way up to being a positions coach in the National Football League. I don't care what position you're coaching. I don't care if you're just an assistant. You coach at the NFL level, you're doing something right. And now he's back at Cincinnati and a familiar face that's going to have to navigate the waters of uncertainty this season. Oh, sign me up. So here we go. Five bold predictions for the cornerbacks group this season for the University of Cincinnati 2022 football roster. Number one. The Cincinnati Bearcats will have more interceptions this year than last year. Last year, the Bearcats had 19 interceptions. 19. Eight of them, however, came in the first four games of the season. That means they only had 11 interceptions over the final eight games of the season. Now, they had an interception in a lot of games last year. In fact, I believe there was only one or maybe two in which they did not. I'm trying to think off the top of my head if there was a game where they did not have an interception. Might be the USF game. I know they didn't have one against Miami, shockingly. I know they had an interception though in every other game, including the final three games of the season. SMU might be another one. Uh, maybe USF was, they did have one SMU. They did not. Anyway, so 19 interceptions last year. But here's the kicker. Kerry Combs, in his first season at Cincinnati, his first time around in 2007. And that cornerback room, and that cornerback room, did I say cornerback room? Wow. Cornerback room was loaded. Guys like Mike Mickens leading the way. You had NFL stars at that, you had NFL, not NFL stars, you had NFL caliber prospects, NFL prospects rather, man, I'm, NFL prospects at that position. 26 interceptions led the country. Who's to say that UC can't be near the top in the country this year in interceptions? I don't know if they'll get to 26, but I think they can, given that Kerry Combs' defense, I think, is going is to prioritize turning the ball over. You look at the defenses that he had from 2007 through 2011. Only one year was not very good, and that was 2010. 
And that was because they had a massive overhaul of the roster. And I think having learned under guys like Sauce Gardner and Kobe Bryant, I also think they're sure as hell going to be targeted more than Sauce Gardner because teams in this conference are going to be like, oh, he's not Sauce Gardner. We can target this guy. But at the same time, I think about you've learned under Kobe Bryant, who was a ball magnet at times last year and in 2020, you learn under Sauce Gardner, who also did have his fair share of interceptions. I'm not going to say he didn't have any interceptions. He did. You learn under those guys. Excuse me. And that's what's, I think, going to lead to really good opportunistic play from the Bearcats this year at the cornerback position. Speaking of which, number two, Justin Harris will emerge as the number one cornerback this season for Cincinnati and have at least five interceptions. Count it. Five interceptions at least for Justin Harris. So far throughout his career, the Wayne High School product has played in 24 games over three years, but he played in just one last year. Last year's team was so good that, you know, there wasn't any... Now, I don't know if Justin Harris had a season-ending injury or not. I don't remember. But what I do know is, and what I observed is, Last year's cornerback room was so good. Last year's team was so good that you didn't have competition in very many positions, except for kicker, and that was because it wasn't good. But you look at quarterback, you look at corner, you look at safety, you look at linebacker, defensive line, wide receiver, running back, offensive line, you name. Well, actually, there was competition there. You look at a lot of positions on the team last year, there wasn't competition. That's how good they were. And that yes, that, it, that should be the case when you have nine draft picks on your team including five who went in the first three rounds. There wasn't competition last year. You knew what you had going in. This year, though, you don't know what you have. There will be competition. Maybe some corner that we don't know of or we're not thinking about is going to emerge as a really good number one and number two corner or a hybrid defensive back in safety. You could convert him. We don't know. But I think Justin Harris, I've seen him play. I've seen him perform well. In big games, he had a huge pass breakup against Central Florida in the 2019 game that ever since that game, the Bearcats have been the top dogs in the conference or the flip the script and, you know, changed the narrative and busted down the old guard. That's what that game was. And Justin Harris made a huge play in that game. I think he can do it again this year. Step up and lead the way. Coming up, bold prediction, bold prediction number three for this year's cornerbacks room. But first... A word from two of our sponsors. This is fun. Um, you know, the off-season is really interesting. This is my first off-season hosting this podcast. But honestly, like, coming up with topics has not been difficult. We come up with some as a college channel group in our water cooler meetings every Thursday night. I mean, I got I got another great topic for you. Segment three on Thursday that's going to run every Thursday in segment three throughout the remainder of the offseason. I've got some other great topics I'm going to throw around or try to work them in. And I'm also trying to work a guest in this week, which if he can, he is a Bearcats football legend. Mm. I'm not going to play the sound effect there because I'm just going to let that sit and simmer. Alex Frank here with you, host of Lockdown Bearcats. It is Tuesday. Yeah, it is Tuesday. Is it? Yeah, Tuesday. May the 10th of 2022, the NFL schedule comes out Thursday. Cannot wait. But back to the UC cornerback room. You know, this is a, a unit that was instrumental 
in the entire Bearcats defense, only allowing 16.9 points per game, which was actual game last year. Fun fact, that was up from 2020 by just a tenth of a point. But still, I'm stating the fact. Three of the last four years, the Bearcats have been in the top 10 in points allowed per game in the country. When you consider where they were in 2017 and you consider that they've been in the top 10 of the country in three of the last four years in points allowed per game, including fifth last year, under a first-year defensive coordinator, damn it, that's impressive. Therefore, bold prediction number three, the Bearcats will allow under 20 points per game this year again. I see it. I see it happening. They've got they've got the talent to do it. That's what teams that's what teams in this conference utilize in the spread offense. And I say this in the cornerbacks room because the cornerbacks will be stressed this year, will be targeted this year by opposing offenses. Don't think UCF is going to be afraid to throw on these corners. They will not be. Gus Malzahn will have that offense ready to go. Houston is going to be an improved offense this year. Nathaniel Dell is a stud at wide receiver. Memphis averaged 30 points per game last year. They will be back this year again. Keep in mind, they were going through a quarterback transition last year. Five teams in the league. Five teams last year averaged 30 or more points per game. So for all the talk of the American Athletic Conference not being very good, damn it, their offenses were pretty good. Better than some conferences. I think. Maybe. Without knowing the statistics, it looked better than some conferences. Five teams averaging 30 points per game last year. It's going to be tough. I mean, it really is. Because the Bearcats, once again, are going to have a bullseye on their back. It might even be a bigger bullseye than it was last year. And last year, they played the entire conference schedule knowing if they lost one game, there went their playoff chances. And they were going to get every team's best shot, a la Navy, Tulane, and Tulsa, and ECU for a little bit. But they held serve in both games, in all the, in all three games I just mentioned, and even Houston. 14-13 game of the half. Next thing you knew, it was 35-13, and all was right. But they're going to be challenged this year. They're going to be challenged when they go to Tulsa. They're going to be challenged when they go to SMU and UCF. I mean, they're away schedule this year in the conference. Now, you can say again, oh, come on. Those are American Athletic Conference teams, Frankie. What are you talking about? Well, I mean, Cincinnati is not going to be definitively going into conference play head and shoulders above the rest of the teams. I don't think so. They don't even play Memphis and Houston in the regular season, but they could in the championship game. They will get tested, particularly the corners. With the spread offenses and the up-tempo offenses, UCF and Houston, I would be shocked if they did not run those offenses, knowing that they're going to have to run those offenses to compete in the Big 12. I believe wholeheartedly they will, and Cincinnati will have to find a way to stop it, but a 3-3-5 defense, which emphasizes having more defensive backs to make plays and rotating guys in to stay fresh, that is what's going to be the key to holding opponents under 20 points per game this season. I, I truly think it could happen. I really do. What would be the... I believe third straight year. Yeah, third straight year. They gave up over fun fact, and I and I went back and looked at these statistics over the weekend. The Bearcats gave up over 20 points per game in 2019. And that defense that year was pretty good. 
I look at the I look at the defensive linemen that are on that team. I look at the linebackers on that team, Brian Wright, Jarrell White, and I look at the Perry Young, and I look at the defensive backs. Sorry about that. I look at the defensive backs and I see Javon Hicks, Brian Cook, and Kobe Bryant, and Sauce Gardner, Derek Forrest. How did that team give up to over 20 points a game? I mean, seriously, now they did play Ohio State, they allowed 42. They played Memphis and allowed 34 and 29. If that if that if that's and, and they allowed 43 at ECU, which I don't know how the hell that, that happened to this day. Whew. If this podcast was around back then, oh, I would have been going off after that game. One of the most stressful games I've ever seen. And that was before the Bearcats even had a realistic shot at competing for a college football playoff. That was a point in time where you were competing for a conference championship and you were ho- and you were ho- hoping that they would play a conference championship game at home. Now you're hoping they go to the college football playoff and now they're going to a power five conference. Wow, have times changed over the last three years. Up next, the final two bold predictions for the cornerbacks room this year. But first, I got to tell you about betonline.net. It is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info, which it just went away. So that is not a good thing. Probably because I signed into my email for work, which, oh, there we go. Anyway, sometimes computers don't work the way you want them to, but that's okay. BetOnline.net is still your number one source for all your betting stats, sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball, and oh my God, did you see Rich Strike in the Kentucky Derby? The announcers didn't even know he was going to win until he actually won the race. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to the playoffs, esports, and more. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. I tell you, you want to talk about a great upset in sports. And if you wagered on Rich Strike, you were you're rich. You struck rich. If that's excuse me, even an expression that's grammatically correct. But the gist of it is. If you bet on Rich Strike to win the Derby, you you're pretty rich now. I mean, that was a rich strike from from your part. Now I'm just trying to be punny. That's not a good thing to do. Alex Frank here with you, Locked On Bearcats, Tuesday, May 10th, 2022. Five bold predictions for the cornerbacks room of the Cincinnati Bearcats 2022 football roster. First Tuesday, a bold prediction. Tuesday four. The Bearcats 2022 football roster next week. We're going to go to the quarterbacks. That's going to be interesting. Another position losing a lot of personnel in production, but also gaining a lot of personnel. Mm-hmm. So let's think about this. How many games did the Bearcats win in the last four years in each season, each of the last four seasons, by 30 or more points? Well, last year they won five games by 30 or more points. Miami, Murray State, Temple, UCF, and SMU. 2020, they won three. 2019, they also won three. 2018, they won four. That is 15 games in the last four seasons that they've won by 30 or more points. It's not easy to do. And it wasn't easy for them in three conference games last year, but they did that. And oh, by the way, 
they only won two games by fewer by or by one score, including Indiana and Notre Dame, which they won both those games by two scores. That's how dominant last year's team was. I still think this team is going to win multiple games by 30 points. Most notably, Kennesaw State. I think they can beat Indiana by 30. It wouldn't shock me if they beat Miami by 30. Now, in conference play, that's interesting. I can see them beating Navy, Tulane, ECU, Tulsa, Temple by 30. I really do. Because I don't think those teams are that good. I think the Bearcats are good. And I don't think the conference is very good. Which is why I see, once again, and prediction number four, every cornerback on this depth chart will play at least four games. Because in blowouts, your starters aren't going to play all four quarters. You're going to go further and further on down the line to other corners. I think Cincinnati's going to have all nine corners play at least four games this season. Whether you're a freshman or sophomore or senior or graduate student, you are going to play in at least four games this year, which means you will get experience. Because after this year, it's really a matter of who's who. You know, when you replace a star player like Sauce Gardner and you don't really have a superstar waiting in the wings, it's going to take a while for another great corner to come out of this university. At a university that is not known for producing corners, it's known for producing tight ends, which you could have two NFL draftees next year. But as far as cornerbacks go, I believe Cincinnati will have a big lead in multiple games, which will prompt Luke Fickle to play his third stringers, his fourth stringers. I think there are going to be multiple games where you see that. And that leads me to my final bold prediction. This one is, and by the way, all seven, the seven games I mentioned that UC can win by 30 points next year, which in review, Kennesaw State, Miami, Temple, Navy, Tulane, ECU, and Tulsa. Boom, that's seven games. That's over half the schedule. Yeah. So this is going to be my boldest prediction of them all. The boldest prediction. Are you ready? Is the suspense building? Well, good. Somebody or a combination of players who we aren't even talking about. Or rather, let me, let me rephrase that. Somebody who we aren't even talking about will become a starter by the middle of the season. I don't, I don't think he's going to be Sauce Gardner good. But I think there's someone that we aren't talking about on this roster right now who will be a starting corner by the middle of the season. And you look at the roster. Who are players that we are not talking about right now? At the cornerback position. Players we are not talking about. Sammy Anderson Jr. maybe? Issa Jarman? Malik Rainey? Casey Kirk? These are all corners. Jonah Lytle? These are all corners who we're not talking about. I'm not sure how much coverage or notoriety they're going to get at spring pra- or, or rather fall practice, fall camp, when that starts up in wow, just l- less than three months. Holy smokes, we're getting close to football season. I mean, we're getting there. We are getting there. But someone that we are not even talking about will become a starter by the middle of the season. 
They might be sixth on the depth chart. Then again, you only really know of three corners. Taj Ward, Arquan Bush, and Justin Harris. I think those guys should be starters. But, as we've seen, a player who we are not talking about could have a really good fall camp. Or, they could make, you know, when their name is called and the ball is thrown to them and they make a play, they can rise to the top of this sport. They really can. Or, I'm sorry, not not of the sport, of this team. At that position, like Sauce Gardner did. If there's any inspiration to take from Sauce Gardner, it's just when your name is called and you're out there, make a play. Because you never know when the ball is coming your way. The ball is going to find you. It found Sauce Gardner, and he took it to the house. It found Sauce Gardner again in week nine. Was it week nine? It was the, it was the eighth game, and that was, I think it was week ten. Week, it was the eighth game of the season, and the Bearcats had two buys at that point. So th- there is the potential for a, a player who I just mentioned, players who we're not talking about, Kirk, Jarman, you know, Lytle, maybe it's Bumpus, Anderson Jr., whomever it is. Someone is going to make a rise to being a starter by the middle of the season. I'm not sure if it's going to be in game four, five, or six, but by the middle of the season, there will be a player that we aren't talking about right now. We know of them, but there will be a player who we don't, we're not talking about who is going to be a starter come the end of the season. All right, that's going to do it for me today here on Lockdown Bearcats. This was fun. Five bold predictions. Bold prediction Tuesday for the cornerbacks. We'll come back next Tuesday for the quarterbacks. Efforting a football, Bearcats football legend for tomorrow's show, potentially Thursday, segment three. Yes, Thursday, segment three. I've got a fun topic that is going to run the offseason. And then Friday, I'm throwing around some fun topics for segment three, maybe the whole show as well, for that. Don't forget, if you're watching this on the Lockdown Bearcats YouTube channel, to subscribe. You can also like the video and share a comment. If you're downloading from an audio platform, whether it be Apple, Spotify, or Stitcher, don't forget to share a comment and give it a rating. All of that helps more Bearcats fans like you find this podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Frankie underscore Natty with two N's, N-N-A-T-I. You can follow me on Instagram, AlexFrank9 underscore, or email me at Alex3Frank at gmail.com. Thanks for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. Now get, well... Now get all of your daily Big 12 news in less than 30 minutes with Big 12 expert Josh Neighbors. It's free and available everywhere you get your podcasts. A quick shout-out to the Bearcats baseball team taking two out of three games from Tulane this weekend. Really tough series always it is with Tulane, but the Bearcats held serve winning two out of three. Fifth in the conference currently ahead of the conference tournament starting in two weeks. Yeah, two is it? Yeah, two weeks. Um, and the Reds with a series win this past weekend, Mother's Day weekend for the Pirates. So good for them. And the NFL schedule comes out Thursday. The games were announced yesterday morning. Uh, Tennessee, Buffalo in Buffalo, and then Minnesota at Philadelphia. Those are the two Monday night football games in week two. I like those games. I think Buffalo-Tennessee was a really good matchup last year on Monday Night Football. I still think Tennessee is going to be respectable and competitive this year, even with the loss of 
A.J. Brown. Remember when Desmond Ritter was maybe going to go to the Titans? Well, we won't see him there, unfortunately. That should still be a really good game, though. Titans, Bills, and then Vikings and Eagles. I know both teams aren't the most attractive draw, but there are some those those are compelling teams. Minnesota's got two really good receivers, and Philadelphia, I think, with you know their electric run game, and now they have a one-two wide receiver punch in Devontae Smith and as and the aforementioned AJ Brown. You also think about Jalen Hurts, a dynamic quarterback. Their defense was reloaded, or rather was enhanced in the draft with Jordan Davis and Nakobe Dean from Georgia. Dean, Nakobe Dean, if I didn't emphasize that or enunciate that. And then their offensive line we know is really good. So it's going to be a really interesting... It's going to be a really interesting uh, doubleheader that night. Titans-Bills, 715 ESPN. Vikings-Eagles, 830 on ABC. That'll be fun. That'll be really fun. Uh, thanks again for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. I'm Alex Frank for Lockdown Bearcats. Have a great rest of your day, and I will be back tomorrow.